Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is De Niro Bartolini, AKA De Niro B. I'm an acclaimed business coach and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What's going on, CEOs? Daniel will be here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today, we're here with the owners of Resident Magazine, Michael Traven and his son, Brandon. Resident Magazine has been under the leadership of Michael Traven since 1988 and stands at the epitome of opulent living. This global publication reaches readers in cities such as New York, LA, London, and more, offering tailored content in fashion, automotive, fine arts, and culinary delights. Its mission is to deliver sophistication and unforgettable experiences to an exclusive audience. We're going to talk about how to transition from the world before digital media to what it is like now. We're going to talk about marketing. We're going to talk about many other things, including how to build a culture that works. I'm very excited for this chat. Let's get right into it. What's going on, CEOs? Daniel will be here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today, we're here with Brandon and Michael. How are you doing today? We're good, De Niro. Uh, thank you for having us. Yeah, we appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm very excited for this chat. So I ask every single one of my guests to tell us a bit more about their history in entrepreneurship. So let's start with you, Michael. What got you into entrepreneurship first? Well, the business I started in 1988, which obviously ages me a little bit, uh, graduated college. Um, I knew I could not work for anyone. Um, I happened to be walking the streets, ran into a high school friend. I said, let's start something. We ended up with a community newspaper and um, we put in 18, 20 hour days, uh, built a a pretty successful company in 500, six years later. And um, that's where it started. That's fantastic. And how about you, Brandon? Yeah, well, my dad and my mom, they're both entrepreneurs. So I think um, being around them and their lifestyle has really made an impact on me. And then when I was living in London, um, I would go to um, some resident events and I started loving just going out and um, meeting people and talking about the magazine and like kind of being that entrepreneur going out. So I started off going to events in London uh, when I studied there. And that's how I kind of got into it. That's fantastic. So let's actually talk about the business you guys are running right now. It is something that I want to share with my audience because it's something very interesting. So can someone tell me more about what it is and what you guys are doing with it? Yeah, Dad, do you want to start off with kind of what it was in the past and we can kind of talk about what it is now? Oh, in reference to, sure. Well, we started off again in 1988 as a community newspaper. After 9-11, we morphed into a magazine, and today we're a full-service media company that is a 360 approach. So not only are we into uh, the world of print, but obviously all of social media, digital media, uh, newsletters, websites, outdoor media, um, events, 
Um, anything someone would need for a media platform and a media presentation, we're able to offer based on based on my experience in these businesses. All right. And so how did it develop over time? I mean, you started it as a community newspaper, obviously digitalized over the years. And so I wanted to understand a bit more about how you go from one side of that coin to the new one where you guys are at right now. That's a great question. So in 2000, right before 9-11, I had started an outdoor media company called Encompass Media Group, uh, which focused on experiential media, uh, experiential marketing and outdoor media. So we did 35 different products. That company is uh, still alive today. I had sold it uh, four years ago. So that's where I gained my 30 plus years of experience. So um, after that, um, you know, re- rebranding the magazine in today's digital world, uh, it seemed to make sense to offer all the different opportunities that um, that I've known about for all these years. Absolutely. And so uh, here we're big at the remote CEO uh, to talk about how to build a remote business. And so you guys are, are calling from possibly different spaces. And I wanted to know if remote work was an influential part of, of your success, how you source individuals when you start working with them. And we're going to start from there and then I'll ask you about culture and everything else. Go ahead, Brandon. You can answer that one if you'd like. Yeah, definitely. So, um, well, we brought in people from our uh, the past for the magazine, and we they're still working with us today. Um, so we have people all over the world, um, people that have been with the magazine for 20-plus years. Um, he brought someone in from his last company. And remote, it takes a lot of communication, a lot of commitment, uh, dedication, uh, knowing that your uh, team members are with you, they have your back. Um, so that's where it starts is with that trust and communication. Um, we look for freelancers sometimes, but we're also – we have both, we have employees that are from the company's past that we're working with uh, today. Okay, it makes sense. And when it comes to making sure that everybody's on the same page, you know, running a magazine, I never run up to a magazine myself, but I can imagine you guys were writing about different stories and see your events, style and fashion, food and drinks, real estate. So there's going to be a lot to write about, but obviously the final product needs to have a specific voice, right? Like a uh, kind of a thread that runs through the branding and, and the way that your your magazine gets portrayed out there to, to the reader. So how do you make sure that everybody's on the same page and always speaking with the same voice? It's, it's actually very difficult. I'm not a big believer in... Um not having an office. Um, I had an office for all the years up until now. Um, remote remote is difficult to communicate. Uh, remote is difficult to really uh, build a brand where everybody's on the same page. So as Brandon mentioned previously, it takes a lot of conversations. It takes a lot of people going back and forth. We constantly have team meetings. We constantly have uh, individual meetings with different groups. Um, editorial, we're, we're pumping out hundreds of uh, luxury lifestyle articles every single month mm-hmm. and making sure that we stay on brand, making sure that social media is communicating with the web, making sure the web is communicating with the print side of the business, on and on and on and on. So there is a lot of elements, and it is easier if you're sitting around a table together rather than on a Zoom call. 
Absolutely. I do agree with you on that when it comes to, uh, especially when it comes to, to media. And one question is about the meetings. Like you can have a lot of meetings. We've heard over the years that people sometimes dread meetings because especially if they're not run properly, right, they can become a waste of time. But it seems that you guys have mastered that because obviously out of these meetings, your magazine has come out on top. So I was wondering who runs the meetings and how do you make sure that they're always on on target instead of getting people to, you know, dread them, like I said before, and uh, and possibly go there just because they need to be there instead of actually making the best out of the time they're spending together. I, I guess I'll answer that. And then Brandon, you can jump in. I've always believed that when you're having a group of people, 15, 20, 25 people, I fall asleep if it's not a meeting that has purpose. So the first thing we try to do is limit the size, this, the time of the meeting. Mm -hmm. And we try to keep it relatively light, but on point. So, you know, we'll, we'll do different types of things where we get everybody involved. We're complimenting the people who need to be complimented. And I think everybody wants to hear that they've done a good job and not focus on problems unless they're an issue that could be resolved within that meeting itself. Those things where you talk about issues, those become more individual meetings. So the meetings are really about the, the big company meetings are really more about this is what we're doing. This is what we need to accomplish. Who do we want on the front cover? And instead of Brandon and I making that you know, determination, we will have a we'll ask a vote. So one of our people said, I want to have uh, Brandon. What was her name on the front cover? Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour. So I thought Jane Seymour, who's an excellent actress, has been around for a very long period of time, um, was somebody who we might not want on the cover, yet one of our teammates uh, felt that it was important. So mm -hmm. she get, we allowed her to give her case as to why she felt it was important. And instead of Brandon and I making the ultimate uh, decision, we allowed the group to actually decide um, if so we had a, we had a vote. Uh, similar to how the Republicans voted, except that we were able to come up with a um, a final solution. Yeah, it makes sense. And so this actually a testament to to being able to run a company that actually has a real culture within it. Because if you didn't have a culture and if you didn't have the cohesiveness within the business, it probably didn't even make sense to get people to vote because it would have been just a scattered decision. But it does make a lot of sense. I want to switch gears a second and talk about artificial intelligence and how it has been impacting content creation and how you guys are making sure that your business is not just immune to this new uh, kind of like wave of cheap content that's flooding the internet, but also possibly how you are utilizing it within your business to get ahead. So can someone answer that question for me? That's uh, a great question. Um, so we, we've looked at all of them. Uh, there's so many AI um, companies out there that can um, do AI um, content creation for you. Uh, we've looked into it all. We're doing, we use HubSpot for some automation um, with emails. Uh, we're moving into Quintype. It's a new website platform for the digital age. They're a newsroom. They do, um, they do um, a lot with the SEO. So SEO is a huge part of the new wave, getting the first rankings. Um, mm -hmm. Dad, anything else you want to add to that? No, I think that, you know, with New Blood, with, you know, Brandon, that's Brandon's really, you know, he's spearheading 
all of the initiatives to keep us ahead of the, you know, we're, we're trying to get ahead. We're trying to get ahead. You know, newsprint has changed so, so dramatically over the years. The next wave definitely is AI, you know, continuously build on technology. And Brandon is making sure that whatever's coming up in the next five years, that we as a business are going to make sure, uh, as he said, you know, that we're going to explore every opportunity that's out there and decide what's best for the business moving forward. Yeah, and I'll just go into some. So we have some meetings uh, set up for um, some AR and VR companies, uh, maybe try to bring our magazine to life using uh, ultra reality. Pretty much you can put it 3D. Can, like It looks like it can be part of your room. So maybe um, some um, QR codes that bring the bring out the magazine to life. So that's some things that uh, we're looking into um, that can come down the line. But with AI uh, right now, it's a lot about the SEO um, automation. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, so there's some big things and then some little things with it as well. But I will mention one additional thing that's not AI related, but when you own a magazine, you also have to look because we're also a print, whether print is seemed, you know, as a, as a dying breed, in reality, it's not. So what we've done is we've created a partnership with 250 private jet terminals uh, across the country. So mm -hmm. our print actually has access to each one of those terminals. So even though AI is the future, technology is the future, we are still making sure that we stay relevant because what's the difference between a blog and a printed magazine and a company like ours. Well, one of the main differences is the fact that we do put out a printed uh, magazine and we're able to access talent that many people cannot. Yes, absolutely. This actually takes me to another question that I wanted to ask you uh, both actually. So is there something exciting coming down the pike that you want to share with our audience that you guys are working on with the magazine right now? There's a lot of things. Uh, we have a lot of different partnerships uh, coming up, different collaborations um, that we're still in uh, talks with. So I'm not going to go into too much detail with them, but um, we just have a great partnership with a luxury matchmaker who um, we're hoping we're going to uh, have a great podcast with her, great advice on um, a consistent basis. So we just, um, her, um, Natasha Noel, we just came up with her partnership to work with her simultaneously. So that's, that's a great partnership. And then we have uh, a lot more in the pipeline. Yeah, and I think the one thing that we do is we do a lot of private label, which mm -hmm. nobody nobody would know about. So we do private publications or private work for companies that don't necessarily, you know, we agree not to put our brand on it, but we white label like so many other, you know, uh, companies do online. So, you know, we work with different partners across really the country and, you know, the Caribbean and uh, around the world that, again, is, is sort of quiet that nobody would know about. And we continue to build on top of those relationships as a, as a, you know, some experience uh, going back, going back to the relatively early days uh, we used to, I used to put together for um, the New York times. I used to put together their Republican national convention newspaper. So everybody thought it was the New York times, but it was actually resident doing all of the work. New York Roadrunners Club is, and Chicago Roadrunners Club is another example where we put together uh, their magazines for them. So these are things I could talk about because they were years ago. But um, you know, there's other uh, there's other 
companies that we work with that are in a similar position. That's a very interesting model, the private label for for magazines, which, again, I didn't personally know about it. I'm sure that my listeners will want to know more about that, about really how you guys have built Resident over the years. And I'm sure, again, they want to know more about you as well. So where can people find you both online? LinkedIn. Uh, we both have LinkedIn profiles, obviously, uh, social media, um, email, uh, Brandon at resident, Michael T at resident.com. So we're very accessible from the web, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, email. Yeah. And we work 20, I mean, we're, we're available pretty much seven days a week, you know, coming from the culture of me, you know, wanting my team to always be able to reach me, um, that I was always working. And Brandon has that same exact philosophy. We don't expect our people to work 24 seven, but we're available you know, pretty much all the time because we feel, especially in our type of business, you know, being relevant and being uh, available for, you know, people who need, you know, whatever, whatever they're, they're using or needing, we're there for them. Absolutely. Again, Brandon and Michael, thank you so much for being in the Remote CEO Show. I'm looking forward to having you back in the future. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day. Absolutely. Thank you, De Niro. Thank you, Daniel. Appreciate it. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at B. D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B, and I will send you the direct link to the review section. And to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again, and I will talk to you again soon.